Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective? We are part of the Christian Podcast Community. Check out this and many other great podcasts at christianpodcastcommunity.org. My name is Daryl, and the Word of God says in Ephesians 2, starting in verse 1, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now in the work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus." So that in the coming ages, he might show uh, show the immeasurable riches of his grace and the kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And that is the word of God. Now, I chose that scripture to read today for this show, for this recording, because it's a great scripture. Uh, I'm probably going to say that every time I choose a scripture for each podcast I do, because they're all great. But that one's a great one. But the reason I wanted to read that one is because I have a special guest on today, and we're going to talk about the gospel and the law, the law gospel distinction, because that's important. I don't think a lot of churches are really preaching the law and the gospel correctly. There are many churches that do, but it is something important. I don't think a lot of Christians know about the law gospel distinction. We hear a lot about the law and the gospel, but it gets blurred. So we're going to talk about that, but it is the gospel of grace that we rest in as Christians. So I brought on a guest that's going to help teach this, talk about this a little bit, probably a lot better than I could. And that is uh, Pastor Pat Abendroth, and you might know him from the podcast, The Pactum. And I'm actually wearing the Pactum hat. I don't know if you saw that. I'm wearing it's looking good. I like the representation. <laughs> Welcome to the Pactum verse. Yeah, it's it's a great hat. It's a great logo that you guys came up with a great logo, like almost like a shield there with the, the P in it. And Awesome. You know what? Uh, a young woman who's a member of our church does graphic design. She does a great job. So thanks for having me on, Daryl. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank, thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast probably a couple months ago. I started listening to it. I, I drive a lot for work, so I listen to a lot sure. of podcasts. And whenever I hear somebody suggest a new one, at first I'm like, really? I got to listen to another one? So, right. so it took me a while to start listening to it. But once I did, I, I, like I, I'm hooked now. I look, I look forward to it. To I'm glad you've, you've got the effectual call. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely did. So uh, maybe some of our guests haven't haven't uh, heard the show or, or heard about you before. So, you know, just just talk a little bit about yourself if you want to share your testimony about or where you pastor. And just Sure. Yep, absolutely. So uh, I live here in Omaha, Nebraska, where it is freezing cold right now, probably is in New Jersey as well. But, actually, uh, actually, today it was about probably 60 degrees crazy oh seriously yeah but it's gonna get back down to like 19 tomorrow night it's crazy here 
So I think it's flip-flopping because today it was like high of 25. Tomorrow it's going to be high of 60. So it's crazy. So anyway, Omaha, Nebraska, born and raised, middle America. Um, I, let's see, got converted when I was in college. So didn't grow up in a Christian family. I think my mother was probably a Christian, but very immature. She matured later in life. So praise God for that. But grew up going to church, but didn't really, they didn't teach the Bible really, didn't know the gospel. Went off to college. Someone, Daryl, had the audacity to question my faith. And it was the greatest thing ever because it forced me to read the Bible and be convicted of my sin and need for a savior. And so all of that happened in about 1989. And uh, during that time, I met my wife, or I met Molly, who would be my become my wife. Uh, and we've been married since 1991, so over 30 years now. And we have five children, three adult children who are out of the home. I like it when adult children are adulting, mm. and my three adult children are adulting. And uh, two teenage boys, a 14-year-old and a 15-year-old still in the home. They play basketball and race mountain bikes, and uh, that's kind of what I do as a hobby. I kind of have an addict, not kind of, I have an addictive personality. And so uh, I don't, I can't tell you how many bicycles we have in our house and garage, but uh, I haven't raced for a little while, but used to be really into racing. So mountain bikes, road bikes, fat bikes, all different gravel bikes. That's kind of what we do as a family. And uh, what else? I have been at Omaha Bible Church since 1998 and it's a wonderful church. I have a great team of elders. I have a great pastoral staff and the members are sweet and have servants hearts. And I just can't think of really being at a better place. It's just been wonderful, uh, fruitful, like every church, as you know, Daryl, we have our struggles and challenges. The Lord brings them our way. But, uh, the reason I stay at in Omaha really is because of the church. I cannot believe what an awesome blessing it is. And I praise God for that. So that's kind of my story. Uh, just, hammering out, you know, tackling, blocking and tackling yeah. and doing ministry here in Omaha. Can't see myself anywhere else. And I'm, I'm really grateful for, for all the good ministry. That's fantastic. And, and every time I hear Omaha, I think of a song now. Okay. I, okay. I, Which song is it? Could, could you, okay. I grew up in the eighties, nineties, nineties. I was in high school. So this oh, band was okay. a nineties singer songwriter uh, type band. Could you, have you probably heard the song? Can you guess maybe? So it's the, it's the Counting Crows song. Yes. The Counting yeah. Crows song. And I, I was looking at the lyrics the other day because I was thinking, I was like, I wonder what that song means. And I, I still don't know what he was talking about, but you know, <laughs> the chorus Omaha, you know, somewhere, like, middle America, middle America, right to the heart of yeah. the matter. It's the heart that matters yep. most. I think you better turn your ticket in and get your money back at the door. I'm like, <laughs> what? But he, but he's talking <laughs> about, walking on water too like each each interesting yeah so huh. i'm like hmm like you think you're gonna walk on water you're gonna walk all over me i'm like huh so he's taking like a bible verse there yeah and, you know it's and making bible it postmodern yeah postmodern bible yeah. <laughs> hermeneutics or something yeah. but it's so, funny no, that's it when when you know when i used to like listen to that song i mean you know as a kid I never was one to think of lyrics, but now looking back right. at lyrics, it's like, huh, should I be singing some of these songs? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one good thing about postmodernism. There aren't many good things, but you can kind of make it mean whatever you want it to mean. Right, yeah. yeah. So, you know, the other song that sometimes people bring up is a Bob Seger song. So it's a little bit older, um, but he talks about e being east of Omaha. I think it's called Turn the Page. Turn the I don't Page. Know what it's about. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I think Metallica says, covered uh, it too. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. He talks about East of Omaha. Years ago, when I asked Carl Truman uh, if he would come speak at the church, he said, you know, in a good, wise, snarky Carl Truman, British kind of UK way, he's like, oh, yeah, I always wanted to come to Omaha ever since that song. So I'm, you know, basically I'm willing to come because I want fulfillment from Bob Seger. <laughs> right. Right. It's like people, people so. want to stand on the corner in Winslow, Arizona, you know, because, because of the Eagles. That's song. right. <laughs> yep. That, that's exactly right. Music is a powerful thing, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, your uh, podcast, the Pactum. Well, what, yep. what made you kind of want to start that? And uh, what are some things that you talk about on, on the Pactum? Yep. So I, it's a potpourri. So we talk about anything theological. And when we were trying to come up with a name, I wanted something kind of, you know, not postmodern, but <laughs> something kind of, you know, that had a ring to it, but it, it maybe was a little bit ominous. That's the word I'm looking for. So pactum, what is pactum? Well, you can remember it, but you might not know what it means. But then obviously theologically, if we're talking about the covenant of redemption, everything that happens on planet earth somehow is related to this uh, intra-Trinitarian covenant between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and nothing, not everything happens because of the pactum. So I figured we can talk about anything and everything under the sun, and somehow it's related to the pactum. So, and I do love the the, the whole reality of the covenant of redemption. So, for a, the longest time, we did episodes and we never talked about what it meant, <laughs> and uh, that was kind of on purpose, just to just let it let it sit there, and then eventually we did something called the pactum on the pactum. So. Anyway, I, I think of, uh, I mean, Daryl, you've recorded a lot of episodes, so you know, kind of what, how much work it is sometimes. So I think of the Pactum, like my dog, um, I'm a big dog lover. I love my dog, but you know how it seems like a good idea to buy a dog and then you get a dog and you're like, oh boy, <laughs> we've got to walk the dog. We got to feed the dog. We got to let the dog out. We got to take the dog to the vet. Well, that's how the pactum is. I love the pactum, uh, but man, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I try to keep, well, when we first started the podcast, my wife was doing it with me, but she would do the editing because oh, she, she oh, likes, yeah. she likes doing that stuff. And, you know, she had a program and I, you yeah, know, it was another skill that I, I didn't want to learn at the time. Um, right but now, now I you try to good... keep, what's that? <laughs> no, I was say that's a Proverbs 32 wife. She knows how to edit. She knows how to edit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but now I record by myself and I try to keep them a little shorter and like, I just, I just, I use audacity. So I put it on audacity and I'll just like have an intro song and intro music out and that's, that's it. And just keep, yeah. keep whatever in between, but I'm learning it as, Maybe I, a little... as I go. What? Good. Good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we have to edit the, we have to edit less and less. So that's a positive. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I, I like the name of, of your podcast, the Pactum. And, you know, like I was saying before, uh, you know, I have the hat and I'm just waiting for somebody to ask me like, Oh, the Pact, what, what's that? And it's a right. Uh, so I love things like that. Cause it's a way to share the gospel with somebody. So they'll see. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a weird hat to be wearing. Is that like a school or something or <laughs> so? Right. Well, no, right. It, let I, me tell you about the Pactum. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I kind of, I'm not a big fan of like Christian kind of, I don't know, like paraphernalia and shirts and stuff, but I like it when it's a little bit ominous and strange. And then maybe somebody will ask me like you're saying, so no, it's gone, it's gone well. We're 55 episodes in and uh, we talk about anything and everything from, oh, hot topics theologically to divorce, remarriage, hmm. covenant theology, theonomy, things we like, things we don't like. So it seems to be going well. We were getting a lot of traction and uh, 
you know, I guess we just learn things in life. And I figured this is a good outlet uh, to share things. Uh, I found it encouraging that I've got little old ladies in my church who say, pastor, I love the pactum <laughs> or stay at home moms that see me on a Wednesday morning and they say, Oh, good episode today. Or mm-hmm. I also like it that pastors like it because we, we love pastors. So we're not trying to compete or undermine. We're trying to help. So I love it when pastors say, Hey, thanks for that episode. I was able to share with people in my congregation because you know, they have questions about theonomy. Mm-hmm. So I like it for, for those reasons as well. Yeah. And it's fun watching the community grow too. Just, I, I didn't think about that part. I didn't think about the friendships. I mean, you and I are talking today because of the pactum and mm-hmm. uh, just, it's cool to watch that just continue to grow. And I hope that keeps happening. Just yeah. the, the, the pactum verse, as we say, the community <laughs> keeps growing and uh, it's kind of fun that way. I also like it. My, you know, my brother, Mike, who hosts no compromise radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he told me early on, he said, it's great because you, you have an outlet for topical hot topics, issues, addressing issues, and you don't have to force them into your sermon, mm. which I thought was, that's good insight because so many times I would have tried to force it in my sermon because it needs to be addressed. And this way you don't have to even try. So I, I like it for that reason as well. Mm. So Definitely. And, and a, a topic that you do talk about on your show, I'd like to discuss here today, and that's the, the law gospel distinction. Now we yep. have, we have the law, you know, which says do this and live. Yep. Yep. And then we have the gospel, yep. which basically is believe this. <laughs> it's been done right, because it, it's been done. Yeah. 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 You got it exactly right. You don't need to be, you don't need me on your show. You, <laughs> you've got it all figured out. All right. Next, next question. Let's... <laughs> next thing. That's right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. What we don't want is we don't want the, what the Mike Horton calls the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately it seems like people blur the two and they end up, they end up ruining the law because we need the law to drive us to Christ. We need the law to guide us once we're in Christ. Uh, and we need the gospel because we need a redeemer. We can't fulfill the law on our own as sons and daughters of Adam, but we ruin the gospel when we blur it with law. And somehow when people think the, the gospel is do something other than rest in Christ, they, they get it wrong. So I think there's so much confusion about this, right, Daryl? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you- it's, it's, it's a pandemic as we mm. say these days. Yeah. And it's, it's sad. Like I just, you know, probably over the past two years started to see this more with, you know, listening to podcasts like yours, Uh um, you know, and then going to the church I go to with, with my pastor, you know, explaining it, going through the Westminster standards because we see (laughs) it explained there. Uh, But, you know, pastors that I used to listen to, you know, popular pastors and every now and then I will listen again, but they're, you know, they, they, they blur it. Like you're saying, it's the, the gospel. So we see, where where they, they preach more like like a lot of introspective like are are you sure you're a Christian if you know if you haven't done this 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 and like sure so right, it's it's right. frustrating now and like I, I love those there's I believe they're still brothers in Christ you know but now I see like the burden that 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 can put on people in in, in their right. preaching you're listening to this and you're like well maybe I'm not a Christian when when no no we're first of all we're we're we're, we believe in the sovereignty of God and we're, we're Calvinists. So the Calvinists should be secure in their salvation. And, right. <laughs> you know, we've yeah, been absolutely in, in, in the sovereign grace of God. Uh, so it's yeah. frustrating when to hear, like, it, it gets kind of blurred, you know? Uh, sure. Sure. And, and I'm all for preaching law. Well, I guess we mm-hmm. should back up just to reiterate what you said. Law is what God requires. 
So it's, it's do we, we must love God, love neighbor, all these different commands in the Bible. Whenever the Bible says we must do something, I call that law. Protestants have been calling that law, uh, for shorthand. Um, and gospel is what God graciously provides. So what Christ has done, maybe, maybe a couple of good examples would be where the Bible says, husbands, love your wives. That's, that's a law. That's a command. Mm. Um, it's an important one, according to my wife, Yeah. <laughs> But, but that's the perfect standard is you better be a perfect husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's law. And so I need a savior because I've not been a perfect husband. No one has been except the Lord Jesus Christ for his bride, the church. But so a command is, is law and what God graciously provides that, that Christ loved us and gave himself up for us right there in Ephesians five, mm-hmm. we would call that gospel. And I think it's important to clarify because even, even just recently, Daryl, I had a friend who is seminary trained and original languages and all this. And I said something about law and he said, well, well, that's not in the Pentateuch. See, he, he doesn't understand that this is like a, a shorthand paradigm way that Christians have been talking since the reformation. Hmm. Uh, it's so he didn't understand that he didn't have a category. He didn't learn systematic theology. He didn't learn the confessions. So I have a, I have a heart for him. I'm not trying to be a, a bully against him. It's just that a lot of maybe at least Pactum listeners, maybe your listeners too, they hear the law and they, they've not been taught. That's just a shorthand label for everything God commands and gospel is what God graciously provides. So it's not a new thing, right? It's a, it's an old thing, yeah. but we need to recover it. When did you start to kind of see this in the scripture and, and shift? Cause I think you mentioned you went to master seminary. So when did you start right. kind of kind of seeing this? Yeah, when I was in seminary, I, and I don't want to blame everyone for it. I'll blame myself, but I at least had one professor. You know, in preaching, it's just find the imperatives and just hammer the imperatives. You know, because imperatives will mm. preach, and and I agree. But help me to hammer the imperatives and know that it's law, <laughs> so that I can then tell people the gospel and not have it be confusing. So, but and and when I was at seminary, I did. I was introduced to some really good authors that did actually observe this, even if it wasn't taught in the classroom, like William Perkins and his art of prophesying. I was introduced Mm -hmm. to that when I was in seminary. Mm -hmm. So I guess the aha moment for me was more so later on and grappling with issues related to justification and sola fide and what it really means. I always affirmed it. But what are the ins and outs to the obedience of Christ and Christ fulfilling the law as our substitute and the act of obedience? And, you know, you, you go down that rabbit hole and, and you start realizing how wrong you've been about things and how mm. great Christ is. And he's better than you thought he was. Mm. And I've always thought he was really good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think maybe around 2009 for me. So I graduated from seminary in 96. Mm. So around 2009 just trying to sort out justification better and those issues. And then one, one book that really, really, really helped. And I would commend it to those who listen. And it's a book by Michael Horton called Christless Christianity. And uh, that came out in 2012 and he has a chapter in there on law gospel. And it was, it was so helpful, you know, written at a popular level. And that whole book is really helpful to, to, to kind of have the, the, the lights turn on. So I, I guess it's been, you know, over, over a decade, but I wish I would have learned this really early on in my Christian life because it would have, I, I could have avoided a lot of confusion. Uh, I've had to tell a lot of people, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've always believed in the gospel of grace, mm. 
but maybe I haven't been clear about it all the time and uh, confusing about it sometimes. So yeah, because anyway. you, you were, or you were already pastoring at this, at this point, right? right? So you were already right. preaching before preaching. you came to, so your preaching probably changed, definitely changed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess a good example would be, you know, we, in our, even the, the culture around us and the church culture puts a lot of pressure on us to make the Bible applicable. And so what do you do when you get to, is, I think it's Matthew four off the top of my head, the temptation of Jesus. And, you know, he quotes the Bible to the devil and, you know, the, the, the takeaway in, in my old way of thinking was, oh, when, when you're tempted by the devil, quote the Bible, because that's what Jesus did. And we should do what Jesus did. And then the more you learn, you're like, wait a second, uh, Jesus is the last Adam. And he's our representative. And uh, oh, uh, Adam was tempted by the devil. And it looks a lot like that. And this is Jesus as the last Adam fulfilling and being tested and tried. And so the, the takeaway is not, quote, the Bible when the devil tempts you. <laughs> that, that's secondary application. I'll, I'll go there. But first and foremost, isn't it good to know we have a successful tried and tested Savior in Jesus? Look to him. Oh, yeah. And eventually I'll say, and and it is a good idea to quote the Bible to Satan, but that's not the, that's not the main point. So things like that, when I go back to old sermons, I just put my, my face in my hands and go, oh, Lord, I'm thankful salvation isn't dependent upon understanding the Bible perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh. and it, it's a beautiful thing. You read through the New Testament and believers are in Christ. We are in Christ. Yeah. So we, we hide and rest in Christ. And yes, we, you know, we should be reading our Bibles. We should know our word because... It's important to know it, but what's important to know in it as well is that we are in Christ and the, that the assurance that we can get. Um, yeah, amen. So, so I, th you, I think that helps. Yeah. What do you think that the dangers are in in not in preaching without a law gospel distinction? Oh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. Give me your cliff notes, right? Version, spark notes, whatever it's called. <laughs> That's right. And then, uh, and then they can go back to the Pactum and listen to you for more. <laughs> there, there, there you go. There you go. Pactum, www.thepactum.org. So, um, yeah, I think maybe before we get into the negatives, the positive would just be now, I, if, I read the Bible and, oh, this is what God graciously provides, gospel, law. I, and it's okay to preach law strong. In fact, I actually think we should. When you, don't, when you avoid the gospel thing, you can even be all the more strong about the law. You know, I think that was the problem in Romans 10. The Jews, they lessened the law, and so they thought they could do it themselves, as opposed to what the Apostle Paul does in Romans 10. The law is severe and unscalable. It's the wall that you can't climb. And that that's exactly what we want people to hear so that they can then say, Oh, what, what can I do then? Oh, we're glad you asked. Mm -hmm. You need a perfect law keeper in Jesus. So it, it, it's so wonderful. I, I talked to a pastor. Uh, I talked to R. Kent Hughes. So who's a, a old, older gentleman, retired pastor one time. And I I'm, I'm going to compliment him here. So I don't want to throw him under the bus, but he, his old stuff, his commentaries, it's pretty, it's pretty gospel. I'll say it's, it's pretty unclear about these kinds of things in my opinion. And I was talking to him one time and he said, uh, he, he was introduced to this paradigm, this biblical theology that helps you understand things better. And I don't remember if he used the label law gospel, but that's what he was getting at. And he said, it was like, he got converted again. Hmm. And, you know, this is toward the end of his end of ministry. 
And so, and he said to me, I know where, where did you learn this? I know you didn't learn it in seminary. So there is hope. And I'm thankful for humble men like that, that are willing to say I was wrong. And I think that's just something we need to get used to saying. So I, anyway, I dodged your question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what happens when we don't do it? Well, we, um, I mean, at, at the worst, we're going to commit the Galatian heresy, hmm. right? Right. Uh, we're we're, we're going to say justification is somehow by faith and works. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's what we, we definitely don't want to do that. What Christian would want to do that. Um, but it certainly can sound that way in practice in our, some of our preaching. Yeah. So um, that, that's the bad side. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, go ahead. You're going to say something else. Yeah, before I, um, my list. I, I grew up with Roman Catholic, basically coming through a Roman Catholic church. And I always say I'm, I'm grateful for coming up in with, somewhat of a faith, you know, even though it was not the, I, I don't think I ever heard the gospel preached there. I, I, you know, there might be some priests somewhere preaching the gospel, despite what Rome right. teaches. Um, right. But since coming to, to faith for real uh, and, and resting in Christ, uh, one of my passions is looking and studying what Rome teaches. And yeah. So when, when I hear, you know, anything that sniffs of works, to add to your salvation, right. even if it's unintended, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, coming back to Rome and the reformation happened for a reason. And we don't want to yep. go back that way. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to absolutely intentionally yeah. or unintentionally swim across the Tiber and add any works to, to faith. And I've, I've had talks with Mormons too, Mormon missionaries, and, and they add works as well. And it's, you know, even though they have a false Jesus altogether, but, and it breaks my heart when, when I hear somebody, when you ask them, that they say that they believe so okay how do you know if you die right now if you go to heaven it's like well i i know i hope so it's like no right, and right. even protestants will answer sometimes that way too and it's yeah. no like we yep. have the answer it, if you believed in christ you are saved You're like what must i do to be saved the, the philippian jailer asks believe on the lord jesus christ and you shall be saved and it, it's right. it, I think what's hard to believe there is that that's it. Like, <laughs> and what do you, that's it. I don't have to do this, 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 like, because everything else in this world is you have to earn something. You have to work something. You have to do it. And it's so hard to believe that it's been done for us. Like, Amen. Yep. Absolutely. And assurance is on my list. When we, when we don't have law and gospel straight, we're probably not going to be clear on assurance. And it's important to remember, like in Romans eight, assurance comes at the beginning of your Christian life, not, not at the end, not that it can't be throughout, but we, we have, we have no condemnation. Judgment day has already been determined at the beginning because of the perfect work of Christ. So mm -hmm. people who blur law and gospel tend to be weak on assurance or confusing on assurance. Uh, that's definitely a problem. Uh, legalism is just going to be rampant, uh, rampant, uh, if we're not clear about this. Um, you know, people say, pastor, why are you mad at us? <laughs> you know, think, things are just crazy like that. So, uh, there's also something we call neonomianism to mm -hmm. use a, a big $17 word, you know, new lawism, namas, the Greek word namas, new lawism would be again, somehow you're, you're, you have to obey the law enough to be justified. And maybe it's final justification or something else that some crazy person talk invents, you know, there's no such thing. And the, and the ism list goes on and on because we're not clear about what the Protestant gospel is. Uh, and the one way to be clear is this is what God requires law. Let's preach it. 
-hmm. This is what God graciously provides gospel finished work of Christ. Let's preach it. Both are really important. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then, then we do want to obey God. We, we do want to obey God out of gratitude and, and because we're in Christ and now it's a light, God's law is a light into our path. So mm-hmm. it, it's given to us from the hand of Christ, so to speak. And, and now it's something to guide us and lead us. Neither one of us believe in antinomianism. We're not anti-law, we're pro-law, uh, but we're anti-gospel mm-hmm. <laughs> and therefore anti-neonomian. And I don't think these things are that hard. And, and the thing I love about it, once people see it, they can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. We had new members in our church recently. They just took the membership class and, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of warming up to the church and they said, Hey, you know, pastor, we were liking the church and we like it that you're, you speak, speak clearly and you're not afraid. And they're talking about Sunday mornings. And I said, well, you know, if you want the hair down version, listen to the pactum. And so they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, just listen to the pact. If it's not for everybody, but it'll, it'll help you figure out if, if you really like the hair down version. Mm. Anyway, they, they listened to the episode on law and gospel and they said, pastor, we can't unsee it now. Mm. N- now it, we see it everywhere in the Bible. And it warmed my heart because they sound like Protestants. They sound like those who were, well, yes, it's true. Luther uh, saw these things, but also Calvin and Beza and those who followed. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope we're going to recover this. And I hope podcasts, even like this episode, uh, will, will help Christians to read their Bibles and, and make heads, heads and tails of it. Right. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I, I like thinking of it as that guilt, grace, gratitude formula, right? Cause the law shows us our guilt yep. and we see in the gospel, the grace of God. And then out of that, we have gratitude to want to obey. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and even that still is that wanting to obey and that obedience still isn't never going to be perfect. We're being sanctified. We're being made, made holy, but not right. until the day of the Lord will we finally be <laughs> that yes, way. Yes, but, yes, but yes. Thinking of it uh, as that guilt, grace, gratitude, it's, it, it just makes so much more sense. And, and that's how right? Roman, Romans, the book of Romans itself is outlined that way, that guilt, that grace, that gratitude. Yep. And yep. not just the guilt, grace, gratitude podcast, which is also a good podcast. <laughs> I'm actually have, having Peter Bell uh, on in a couple, actually next week, I'm going to record with him. So. Oh, good. T- tell yeah. him to make sure he wears some Pactum gear. I know, <laughs> I know he has some. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Those are good guys. Those are good yeah. brothers. Yeah. I, yeah, it's it's such a wonderful, helpful thing, uh, and it's not superimposed upon the Bible. Uh, even though you can't find, you know, um, law gospel in a in a Bible word search together, mm-hmm. uh, it, but it, it's a good paradigm. It's good shorthand for how to how to read the Bible in a clear way. Whether it's Spurgeon affirming it from a Baptistic perspective or Beza uh, following Calvin affirming it, there's a great Beza quote I have pulled up here. Uh, I know you've heard it before, but I'll share it for your listeners. We divide this word. He's talking about the Bible. This is uh, Theodore Beza coming after Calvin in Geneva. We divide this word into two principal parts or kinds. The one is called the law. The other, the gospel. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Pretty um, straight. yeah. And when people say, oh, that's just a Lutheran thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure Theodore Beza wasn't a Lutheran. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so there's that. Um Anyhow, but, but if yeah. you want, if you want to control people and if you want to manipulate people and keep them under your thumb, uh, which sadly some people do, they, they, they won't like law gospel because they're going to say, then people will have, will have assurance and then people will be able to understand the Bible on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we actually do, uh, as Christian pastors, we want people to have that kind of freedom for sure. 
Definitely. Well, I don't want to keep you much longer. Do you have any, uh, any other words of encouragement uh, for, for the listeners? Oh boy. What do you want me to encourage the listeners with uh, other than to keep listening to Daryl? Cause he understands law gospel. <laughs> well, why, don't aren't... You, why don't you do this? Unless you had something else planned. Why don't, sure. you, sh- why don't you share the gospel right now? I usually okay. do that, but I, I want, I want, want them to hear it from, from pastor Pat. So. Okay. Well, when I teach a new members class, I say, you need to know, you can't be a member of this church. If you don't know what the gospel is, this is a Christian church. And so the first thing you need to know is gospel means good news. And, and I say to them, and I'll say to your listeners, lots of people don't even know that. And so I say, I'll give you a passing grade in this class. If you can just, if I say, what is the gospel? If you say good news, don't say love God with heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself. That's the law. Don't say it's a style of music. Don't say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John gospel means good news. And I, I literally think Daryl, if we, if we can help people get that, it at least gets us on the right footing. It's the good news. Newscasters don't talk about themselves. They're reporting. They're talking about what happened, not inside their hearts. They're talking about what happened, you know, live on the scene at 11 or whatever. So the gospel means good news about Jesus. Oh, I added to it. And I tell the class, you can have a C plus <laughs> it's the good news about Jesus. Not about you. It's not, it's not about your response. The good news about Jesus, wh- who he is, what he's done. And then we can start building upon that. What did Jesus do? Jesus came from heaven. He's the eternal son. He became one of us incarnation because he had to be our redeemer, our savior. And what did Jesus do? Jesus lived a perfect life of obedience to God's law. He didn't come to abolish the law. He said he came to fulfill the law. So he meets all the obligations, loving God, loving neighbor. And then he gave himself up for us to be crucified, to, to bear the wrath of God almighty, uh, undiluted. And he absorbed the wrath of God judgment for our sins, not his, cause he never sinned. He made atonement for our sins. So we could have forgiveness. He's raised from the dead for our justification, the Bible says, raised for our newness of life. Everyone and anyone who believes in him will be raised also. He promised that. And now I'm getting into the benefits, but it's, it's, it's the good news about Jesus, what, who he is, what he's done, uh, and the right response to the gospel. Now we're involved is to trust in him, to trust in him, to rest in his work on your behalf. Uh, I could include the Ascension because he ascended as our great high priest and intercessor, our great King. So the gospel is the good news about Jesus Christ and our right response is to trust in him and him alone. And the Bible says you will be saved. You will be justified. You will be even glorified from start to finish. It's all done. So did did I pass, pass the podcast test or do you have to edit that Daryl? Amen. No, amen. (laughs) That, that was that was that was beautiful. That was beautiful. I hope because oh. you never know who's listening to a podcast if it's, if people share it with their unbelieving friends. So I always want to share it. I always want to want to uh, not pass up an opportunity to share the gospel. So amen. It's, it's so good, and I love the way Romans ends. Romans ends by talking about the Apostle Paul. He wants to preach the gospel in chapter one to the saints. And then in chapter 16, I think it is, are, are there 16 chapters? I have a bad memory. Anyway, yes. the end of Romans, he talks, he, he wants to, to grow them up according to his gospel. So the gospel's for Christians too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Definitely. And my, so th- my pastor preaches it every twice, every Sunday. So <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful awesome. thing. Yep. We, good, we, good, good. 
So I want to end with a, a fun question. I, I've been asking my guests a fun question. Uh, okay. I don't know if you, I'm if nervous. You, if you saw saw the the notes I sent you, and if you looked up who this person is, or if you already knew, which I'd be impressed if you already knew. But it's a fun question about Nicholas Kim Coppola. Do you do you know who that is? I have to confess, I did not, but you sent me my notes or your notes, and I did find out that it's Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage, yes. And I don't know uh, why, like, I like to ask, well, well, uh, uh, friends of mine, we, we, are, we are in, like, this little private group where we talk to each other, and they, they posted something about Kim Coppola, and I knew who it was. Okay. But for some you reason, did. yeah, because I like... Nicholas Cage. So like I, I, knew, okay. I knew who it was. And even bef before, like a while ago when I was recording, I used to ask guests about what their favorite Nicholas Cage movie was. So it's just, oh, seriously. so I wanted to bring this topic back, but what I ask now is, and if you haven't seen any Nicholas Cage movies, that's okay. But uh, if you have, if a Nicholas Cage movie was real life, what character would you want to be? And it can't be Nicholas, whatever character Nicholas Cage is playing. So it has to be like a supporting role in a Nicholas Cage movie. Was, in was he in, was he in uh, snakes on the plane, snakes on a plane? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, Samuel, I Samuel Jackson was. I thought snakes he on the was. Plane. If so, maybe I'd want to be one of the snakes. <laughs> snakes. All right. <laughs> Most interesting answer I've had yet. Uh, right it's because i'm out of espresso <laughs> there you go there you go i'm losing my mind uh two oh, people have otherwise said, I... two people have answered national treasure i don't know if you ever seen national treasure which yeah is i a, have yep they said they would want to be riley who's like his assistant the computer guy i see okay and now then, what i'm trying to think what was the one where he was on some was he on some kind of escape from Al alcatraz kind of movie yeah the rock the with, Rock. Uh, I with, uh, I, Sean Connery was in that one too. That's right. Yeah, I, I forgot that. I had the soundtrack back when you had to buy music. You know, back in the days. Mm -hmm. Back. So I had that during seminary just to kind of help me study because it was instrumental. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that anyway, was probably I, a, that was a good movie. Han Zimmer probably did the the sound the score for that. So if I'm, not, I'm they a, tried to make it sound like Han Zimmer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I went Best to school sound for music. So. <laughs> okay. Favorite soundtrack of all time. Is what? Gladiator's good. It's right up there. Gladiator's the. It's my very, very, very yeah, favorite. Yeah, that, so that's probably the, one of the best ones. Yeah. Yep. But, yep. I knew we were friends for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so, so you you said the Rock. So maybe you would be the Sean Sean Connery character. Maybe there, so. so. Yeah. Maybe so. I like Sean Connery. Cool. Well, yeah. Pastor I like. Pat uh, good. No. Good. Oh, uh, Hunt for October. That was one of my okay. favorite movies too. Yeah, that was a good one. Was Alec Baldwin in that? Is that he was? He was Jack Ryan. Okay. Yep. Before Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. I always forget that's a Jack Ryan in the Jack Ryan series. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a great one. That's a great movie. Excellent. So awesome! I didn't think we were going to talk about that this kind of stuff, but I'm grateful. <laughs> well, I, think, to, you know. I think good. To, Good to take theology seriously and, and not mm -hmm. ourselves too seriously. Yeah, definitely. Well, Pastor Pat, I'd like to thank you and uh, want to tell the listeners to check out The Pactum. What was the website again? Please do. So uh, thepactum.org. We're also on Twitter at The Pactum. We're also on Instagram at The Pactum Theology. So pretty easy to find. We'd love to have you become part of The Pactum Verse mm -hmm. uh, and, and enjoy what's happening there. So thank you for letting me promote that. 
No problem. And you can check out all the Christian podcasts at christianpodcastcommunity.org where you can find this podcast. What are we even doing here? So until next time, I pray you continue to seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Drive safe, baby. I'm losing my mind.